when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 67 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I got Trevor here. No Damon this week. Just uh, just Trevor and I. You get a Tom and Trevor show this week. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I, I think it's good. I, you know, Damon Damon's off doing his, you know, field reporting. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's <laughs> off doing, he's, he's our correspondent. He's out doing yeah. hor- Halloween, uh, you know. Horror nights, we're, we're uh, correspondents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's good. You know, D- Damon's lucky he gets to do, you know, go on these kinds of trips. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we actually, uh, we're, we'll, we have a little clip from Damon. Damon didn't want to just leave us and, and not say hello to everybody and tell everybody what he's been doing. Um, so for those that don't know, he did post this in our Facebook group, but he's been traveling every weekend, it seems like, to different Halloween spots doing different, you know, scary things. Um, so he, he left a little review of, um, I believe it was Bush Gardens, um, Halloween night. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll play that clip here in a few minutes and you can listen to Damon's little review of the, of the Halloween stuff he's been doing. So, so that's cool. Um, but so you have a Tom and Trevor show, so you get a, you know, for all the Damon haters, you can, you know, listen to this episode over and over and you don't have to, <laughs> you have to worry about Damon. <laughs> I, I laugh all the time, by the way. I read in our group all the time. People are like, I didn't like Damon at first, but now I do. <laughs> yep. He, he grows on you. Yeah. He grows <laughs> like a fungus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. In a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, no, but, we, we've always liked Damon. We've always enjoyed. Damon and his his perspective on things it's great like yeah for, for anyone that I guess that listens and, and you know thinks that you know he he may sound too harsh or anything like that it's we don't take it that way we no, we no. genuinely we genuinely appreciate the fact that he does think about things differently than us because Absolutely. I think it, yeah God, sorry. I, I was gonna say yeah I think I think it would be kind of boring if we were all like you know when everybody's on the same wavelength it's it's a snooze fest. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of run out of stuff to talk about. So exactly. Yeah. We like when yeah. Damon, like I, I always try to predict how Damon's going to feel about something and I'm like always wrong every time. I'm like, Oh, Damon's probably going to hate this. And he's like, no, I love it. <laughs> and sometimes I think he does it just to mess with me. But, <laughs> and those of you that think it's an act, it's not. <laughs> no, this, this is just how we are. It, it, yeah, it's, is, it's great. I, yeah, I think it's awesome. If we ever start a Patreon up, I think it just needs to be the chats that we have outside of the show and we can just put those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the nonsense we talk about, uh, not on the show. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, so Trevor, we, I wanted to start off just talking. I know you just got like literally just got done. You just woke up from, uh, your, your small amount of sleep from doing your, your extra life. 
uh, you know, uh, drive there. So would love to hear how it went. Cause I know you've been talking about it the past couple episodes and I'm sure everybody would like to hear the results. So, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, for the, those that don't know, um, so I've been raising money with, uh, extra life, which is a, uh, it's a, uh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really tired. You're, you're going to have to give me a moment. <laughs> Trevor was just uh, up for 24 hours and yeah. then, then got a little bit of sleep. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I got about, five and a half hours of sleep afterwards, but I'm still like behind because I was up for 24 hours straight. Um, the whole point of the, the, uh, charity is that we raise money for the, uh, children's miracle network. So, so the reason that, that this came about was that some gamers realized that, you know, kids get sick, they go into the hospital, it sucks. And as gamers, we can do stuff to give back. And, uh, you know, as a gamer myself and my son being a gamer, um, this is something that I wanted to do, especially because of the fact that when my son was young, we did have to use the children's hospital and, and they helped out my son in, in a huge way. And so, so we try to do this every year because it's something that we, we feel is important to give back to, to that, uh, to that organization. As far as this year's extra life went, we went from 8 a.m on Saturday to 8 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, we had, we had lots of people join us on stream. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that we got to see some of you guys on stream. I know at various points we were, you know, a little out of it and whatnot, but we, we had fun and, um, it, it was great to see some people from the podcast join us on, on, uh, stream and to give us, uh, some donations as well. Um, it, it, it makes me happy that you guys, you know, are interested enough to, to join us on that. As far as my goal goes for this year, I did actually meet my goal. So I, I'd set the goal at, uh, $500 and we did pass our goal. So, um, once again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that has donated. You, you've done a lot for us. Like it, the, the support that we get around this is so important and it means so much. So, so this is a very sincere thank you to all of you that did contribute. Um, now, one thing to keep in mind is that because I actually did my marathon early this year, the donation page is still open. So, so even if you missed the marathon, you can still donate at this point, uh, because it, it was supposed to happen on November 3rd. So there's a couple of weeks there that, uh, that we still, uh, have it up. So, uh, if, if you did happen to catch us on stream and you do, you know, you'd still like to send us a donation, feel free to hit up the page. I've, I've linked it in the Facebook group and, and through the, the pod podcast, uh, uh, page on Facebook. Um, and yeah, we, uh, again, any, at this point, you know, it, it's all gravy. Like I, I made my goal and I'm super happy about that, but, um, yeah, you know, it, it at the end of the day, it all goes back to helping the kids. So, um, once again, super big thank you to everybody for your support. Um, I, I don't know if anybody was there watching us play Beat Saber in the middle of the night, but we, we kind of got a little silly at a few points. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I tuned in a couple of times and it made me realize that I'm really behind on the times with gaming. I, I, there were so many games you were playing. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but it looks fun. Yeah. It's well, and that's the thing too, is that we, uh, we take it as an opportunity to kind of discover some games. So, so my brother and I, we have been gamers since we were kids. We have always played games together. And now my son is joining in. His kids are starting to join in. And so we take it as an opportunity where, where we go and we look around for some games that you, you may not necessarily take the time to sit down and play. And, and 
there there's a lot of really good multiplayer games out there that you don't a lot of people kind of dismiss them it's like well you know i i'm not going to play that couch co-op the these kinds of uh events are definitely a good place to do that and then because of that we actually usually end up starting a lot of these games on the stream and then we we make a note of the ones that we liked and then we'll go back later and we'll finish playing through them just the two of us whenever we get together on like a saturday night or something like that so so yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun and and of course it helped that uh, my brother had a he has a, a nice uh, VR setup. So so yeah, we were able to to have some fun uh VR games going on in between some of the other games we were playing too. So yeah. All nice. in all, I would I would call this uh, a success this year. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean sincere thank you to everybody that contributed uh that listens to the show. I mean that was that was really nice of y'all. So I mean that's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thanks for that update. Uh, I, I did tune in a couple times. I, I think I tuned in like really late last night at one point, although I wasn't listening. I, I didn't hear like audio. <laughs> I had it on mute. So I was just kind of watching you guys play, but, um, so, uh, but, but yeah, no, it looks, it looks like a good time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for watching. Cause yeah, we, um, we do get excited when we, cause we can see when people join the stream and we're like, oh, oh nice. good. You know, it's, it, it's not, it's not that we would ever stop doing it, but you know, when, when you have zero people watching it, you're kind of like, it, it yeah. makes you less motivated, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like well, you're like, yeah. who am I doing this for now? I'm just, now I'm just playing a video game. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Ultimately we know we're just, we're, we know why we're doing it, but yeah, it's, it, it's nice to have that, that support behind it and people that actually, yeah. you know, want to see us do it. And, and I think part of it is, you know, you know, I, I, I don't feel you know, if, if some people are like, you know, I gave you money, you better do this. I'm going to watch you do it. It's like, you know, yeah, I want, I want to, you know, meet my, what I promised to do. I, I absolutely want to do that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad it went well. That's great. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? And then before we, uh, you know, play this message from Damon, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I might need to go make some coffee here in a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, how did you make it through the night? Did it, you know, was it just a lot of Red Bulls or coffee or oh, what? Uh, actually, a lot of fruits and vegetables. Believe it or not. Wow, because... that's the healthy way to do it. Most gamers, you know, you rock the yeah. the, the monsters and the and the uh, Mountain Dew. And <laughs> no, I I learned that mistake a few years ago. Is that yeah, loading yourself up on caffeine? Uh, it gives you that high, but the crash hurts the twice crash. as much. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was you know we keep putting calories into our system because it makes, you know, your body keeps trying to process it. And also, um, like I said, the VR headset helped because it forces you to get up and move around. And that, that saved mm, us. Yeah. That, that got us over the, the two thirty AM hump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, cool. That's great. All right, so since Damon uh, just can't stay away, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Damon, Damon recorded a little message here, so we're, we're just going to take a pause here, and we're gonna we're gonna play this message uh, message from Damon. So, so listen to this. Hey, everybody, it's Damon, and I will not be on the episode this weekend as I am doing a whole bunch of Halloween stuff. So the last thing that we ended up getting to was Hollow Scream over at Bush Gardens. We ended up going last weekend, and it was not really as good as we hoped or we had remembered from the past. So we ended up getting there a little bit later than we normally do. We ended up showing up around 5.30. And actually, there were already signs out that were saying, you know, those flashing signs before you get to pay for parking, that the park was going to reach capacity. And when we actually got up to get the parking passes, there was actually no premier 
parking left for us as we're season pass holders, but that was fine, but it did take us a while to get there. And actually, once we got into the park, we decided to hit the dystopia haunted house, which is one of the ones we had done in the past, actually was probably our favorite one, but it just, I don't know what changed at Bush Gardens this year. I don't know if in just changing up the haunted houses, which they do every year, they just didn't do as good of a job, or if there were some issues with some of the things that they were doing. That was actually one where, as you were crawling through it, there was a bunch of heavy plastic. You almost had to like kind of crawl underneath it, which was awesome. But, you know, I guess maybe maybe there was problems with it. I'm not really sure. But that part was gone. There was a subway part, which was gone, which we really had loved. And I think a bathroom part also that we had really loved. It just didn't seem uh, like it was as good as the previous years. But again, I think maybe sometimes going a few different times, it also, you kind of get used to it. So we ended up doing that one. That was our first one was the enter the park. Cause like I said, we got there a little bit later. So we didn't do any rides or anything like that. And this time we also made the point of bringing food with us. That was super helpful, especially as we were waiting in that hour line to get into parking. We actually ate dinner at that point. So we could just go in, hit the bathrooms and go right to the haunted houses. The other one that we did was frostbite, which we had not done before because when it was newer, it was so busy. So this time we ended up doing that one as well. It was probably the better one out of the three that we went to. But, you know, again, that castle, that, that ride that used to be making me sick all the time, it, it's in that big castle that was closed down. I guess that was, what, Newcastle New and Oktoberfest that actually was closed down. So the, the entrance was pretty cool. And there were some, you know, kind of vampire-y things that were kind of neat. But overall, these are more jump scares than being scared of the environment, especially because you have people right in front of you and behind you. And then the last one that we ended up doing was Demented Dimensions, which again was okay. That was pretty long line. I think that one probably took us about 45 minutes to get into, and it was okay. There were some interesting things, like that one was more interesting inside than scary, per se. But we ended up doing that one. We ended up going over to Circo Sinestro, but by the time we got there, it was probably around 9.30, and the line was, I think, a... 105 minutes, which is pretty long, at least for something like this, especially when it's at night, because we have a long trip back and, you know, you know me and sleeping and everything, you know, that doesn't bode well, especially since I was taking four boys while two of them had their permits and neither one of them could drive at night anyway. So that was my drive back. It was okay. This upcoming weekend, so that was last weekend, this upcoming weekend, though, we are going to Spooky Woods, uh, which is in Kersey, in in. It's called Carsey Valley, I guess. Spooky Woods. That one looks awesome. We have never been there before. And we're also actually going to Woods of Terror, which is in Greensboro. We, we have been to that one before, and it's phenomenal. So we're looking forward to that. The, the weather may not be cooperating with us for this weekend. So I think what we're going to end up doing is going to Spooky Woods earlier, like maybe Friday. And then hopefully, even though the kids have school Monday, we still may do a late night on Sunday and do Woods of Terror. We'll kind of see how the weekend goes. But we're super looking forward to both of those. I think that, you know, Bush Gardens is a great starting point, especially if you're just new into haunted houses and you don't really know how you're going to act. It's actually probably a good one to start out as I know that my, you know, middle child, my son, he was still even a little scared, even though none of the rest of us were very scared. So it's always interesting. He was the one that, you know, did not want to finish at Woods of Terror, but I had asked him this year, you know, you could stay home and not come with us, but he still is looking forward to coming with us on the other two. So we will definitely let you know how they are and how everything works. Um, Tom and Trevor will be taking over the show this weekend. I know there's 
definitely a lot of things that they wanted to talk about. They tried to get me to talk about some Disney stuff too, but I think for this little segment, we're just going to keep it to Halloween and we will talk about Disney stuff, or at least I will be talking about Disney stuff during the next episode. We may try to sneak in. Again, I'm not 100% sure. I would like to talk about these other two um, haunted houses before Halloween. So if we can sneak in an episode next week, we may try to do that. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good Halloween if we don't speak. All right. Thanks. Thanks to Damon. It sounds like he's having some fun Halloween adventures. Yep. Yeah. I, I look forward to hearing his take when he, when he uh, gets back as well. Cause I, I know he's been, he's been real busy with this stuff. Yeah. I, and I know it's something he really loves doing, uh, going to all these Halloween events and, uh, and checking out different things. So it, you know, and I remember last year he the one review he gave of that one place was like amazing. He was talking about how it was like the best best thing he's ever done. So yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully he he wants to do like a little short episode. You know, maybe like one of our waitlist episodes to talk about it. He might even just do it himself. So we'll we'll see we'll see <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see if he does it himself. But um, you know, we we can we can work something out. But he wants to talk talk Halloween, and I don't I don't think we yeah we definitely don't have another episode before Halloween. This is our last one before Halloween. So yeah yeah I was gonna say unfortunately we're we're coming up late on it, and it, it's funny even I'm kind of Halloween kind of hit me weird this year. Like me too. usually. Usually I'm like into it at the beginning of October, but I completely missed it up until Thanksgiving, <laughs> which being Canadian, we've already had Thanksgiving because, you know, future. That's right. I forgot you guys already had Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah, we don't, we don't, I don't have to, you know, make another turkey or anything. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, because of that, I, I totally like forgot about Halloween and then now I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I do try and watch like some of the Disney stuff around Halloween and, and I'm just like, Oh God, you know what it like? I don't even know what shows are on. I don't know anything that's going on this year with Halloween. So we gave up and we just started watching stranger things instead. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that works. That works. Yeah. I, my wife was watching Hocus Pocus last night and I, I, I have to admit, and no, no one hate me for this. I've never seen that movie. What? <laughs> I know I'm shocker. I've seen bits and pieces. Like I've, I've caught like, you know, cause it's just on all the time around this time of year. So I've caught like bits and pieces of it, but I've never watched it like beginning to end and, and you know, but I, 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 they're, they're doing like, I think it's on freeform. They're doing like this little like pop up video type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys have that in Canada, right? Did pop up video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've had pop up video. <laughs> okay. I just want to make yeah. sure. Cause I know there's different stuff that we get into, you know, but yeah, but if they're doing like a little pop up video thing where they're like, you know, uh, you know, All the commentary. On yeah. That. Like the little yeah. different facts and, you know, uh, different things like that. So I, I we, we, we watched some of that last night and then my wife proceeded to watch some really trashy horror movie because that's what my wife likes to do um but <laughs> but okay. I, I don't are you guys doing anything for halloween like costume wise that is similar like because we my wife right before we started recording she just walked in and showed me what our costumes are this year um and mine is a full-size like jumpsuit of uh sully um so i'm gonna be sully this year and she's gonna be mike wazowski and my daughter is going to be a random monster costume that we found um yeah not boo yeah you know we thought about doing boo but (laughs) it was i think the issue here is is that my daughter's hair isn't long enough to really do the little ponytails justice and she also doesn't like having anything on her head or in her hair. So oh, that's, okay. yeah, we thought it was going to be a challenge. I, and, and, you know, Boo is really only recognizable by the ponytails and the, and the shirt she wears, you know, like the little, I guess, I don't even know if you call it a dress. It's like an extra, like PJs, but, um, you know, 
so we just kind of decided to go a different route and make her a monster. But I saw the the full Sully outfit, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be wearing that. That's great. I might just wear it around the house sometimes. It looks comfortable, to be honest. <laughs> like a onesie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a onesie. It looks comfy. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. But are you guys doing anything this year? I mean, uh, so actually, we're we're kind of in a weird spot where. So my son is going out trick or treating this year, but he's hitting that age where he's. I don't know. He, he's not like, he's not out of it yet, but I, I know he's hitting those, he's going to be coming up in those teenage years and I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in it anymore. That doesn't mean that, you know, we still get into it. My wife and I still enjoy it and, um, we don't dress up every year. Uh, I don't think this year we were planning to dress up or at least if we have, she hasn't told me yet. Um, but usually, usually my thing is, is I like to do a really good pumpkin. Like that, that's oh, where I like to spend okay. a lot of my time on Halloween is that I will spend like five hours carving a pumpkin. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I, I like the, uh, like I'll get in there with the scalpel and do like, like really cool details and shading and, and yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I am so bad at carving pumpkins that I just don't even bother. So, <laughs> well, well, you don't get better unless you practice. I'm, I'm not an artist. Like I don't do any artwork outside of this. It's just something that like I, I get into it. I, I find a stencil and yeah, it's, it's a weird therapeutic thing for me at Halloween. <laughs> No, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not judging. I think that sounds great. I wish I was like into it. I, I, for me, I'm just like, I just am really bad at it. So I try kind of not to do it. And we haven't even gotten pumpkins yet. I, we were realizing it's like, whoa, it's really getting close to Halloween and we don't have pumpkins yet. Yeah. It, yeah. Actually, I, I think we, we used to make the mistake. We get, to, like I said, th- this is where in the past we usually get too excited about it. And I'll buy a pumpkin like last week of September. And then by the time Halloween hits, it's like <laughs> starting to rot already. Oh yeah, so, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I did, I did find it funny. Uh, there was some kids and they've done this in the past. Uh, and I don't know why they did it this past weekend, but some kids went around and tied single red balloons to all the uh, sewer grates in our neighborhood, nice. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but although if you don't know the reference, then it's nothing, right? It's just yeah. like, Oh, someone's having a party on the street, right? Like, you know, but yeah, but um, if you know, <laughs> yeah, if you know, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty great. But uh, they got taken down immediately. I don't know who took them down. Like, I don't know if someone in the neighborhood was like, "Oh, I'm, we can't have this." But again, you know, pe- people who know, or I guess anyone who is going, "What the heck are you talking about?" It's a reference to <laughs> Stephen to it. King's yeah. "It." Yeah, and yeah, if if you know the reference, I'm sure people you know would freak out about that and be like no <laughs> take that down right and, and, and it, it's funny too because like i guess this this is a, again the kind of the hard part i'm at with with parenting and halloween and everything is you know my son wants to start exploring that kind of stuff and you know he would he would see that and he knows what it is because he's talked to friends at school and stuff but then there's part of me that goes you know i don't want him watching scary movies yet because you know i don't want to traumatize him or you don't want the nightmares yeah well yeah Yeah. i mean like yeah i don't want him up in the middle of the night and all that but i also realized that like i was that age when i started looking into that stuff too so yeah yeah. it's hard to kind of back off and and you know let him explore it and and yeah you know it's it's a bit of a change because he's you know we've typically done you know very disney 
esque Halloweens. Like you know, we watch like the Halloween treat and the uh, the House of Villains, if like the old House of Mouse from the early two thousands. Like we we would yeah we would watch stuff like that. But now he's starting like he actually asked to watch Stranger Things, and. I let him watch like the first couple of episodes and then I got ahead of him on it and realized that he's not quite there yet. So uh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to, uh, yeah, that I, I mean, you're, you're at a good age, Tom, because you know, you know, <laughs> Halloween for, for, for your daughter is very, you know, just, yeah, you know, dress up, you know, it's, it's easy, right? When they get older, well, and plus you, we get all the candy. That's the best part, right? I mean, yeah, all I mean, the candy well, just comes back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, the the the, the ratio of, of candy retention does go down as well, too. Like my kid's gonna be like, "You're not touching my candy." Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You you didn't go out and get this. Go get your own candy. So, <laughs> I did I, get my own candy. I bought too much candy early, and I did it on purpose because you know I like to eat. The candy you keep the extra box for yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we went to Costco and we bought big bags of, of candy. And when I got back, I looked at the, I finally actually looked at the bags and it said like five and a half pounds on each bag. So I'm like, wait, I just bought 11 pounds of candy. What? I was like, that's way too much candy. <laughs> like, so eh, whatever. Yeah, eat we, it. we overestimate every year. Like we, we get, you know, I think we figured out, you know, like 40, 50 kids and we buy enough candy for like 200 kids. And then- <laughs> See, we yeah. get a lot in our neighborhood. We get a ton. We, I'm in a huge neighborhood, so I get a ton of kids. So, but I, we usually don't buy that much candy and still have enough. And it depends on the, I mean, if the weather's not good, a lot of the kids don't bother. So. Yeah, but, that's true too. Around here, especially too, is the one thing about doing Halloween in, in Canada is that year over year, you either get, you know, kids who come out in really cool costumes or everybody's in snowsuits. Because we've actually <laughs> had, the weather. <laughs> yeah, we've we've actually had years where it drops down to like minus fifteen, minus twenty around Halloween, and the kids still try and go. And yeah, you don't get, you don't get a lot of kids, but all the ones that show up, it's just kids in snowsuits. So there's no oh my gosh costumes whatsoever, which is it, it's sad. It, it, it's that sad is when, sad. Yeah, yeah, that is sad. <laughs> Luckily here, it doesn't get like that. So, but yeah, this is going to be interesting for us because we've never. I mean, we haven't gone trick or treating since we were kids, so. Uh, we should probably yes. talk about like Disney stuff, shouldn't we? <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, we, we have been, you know, yeah. Halloween and Disney is important. And that's actually, that's I true. want to uh, just to go back to the Hocus Pocus thing. So, so you went to the, uh, you went to the Halloween party. No, we didn't your... go. We didn't hmm? do it this year. You didn't? No, we didn't do the Halloween. Oh, okay. We're, we, we're going to wait till she's a little older. All right. That makes sense. So, so I was going to ask you the question though, um, because they have the Sanderson sisters show at the, uh, at the Halloween party, you really kind of need, you're, you should be watching the movie before you oh, go to know- and see that. Because, oh, really? Okay. Well, cause, cause that's the whole point of it is that it's the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. So you, you would, you would appreciate it a lot more if you actually knew the context from the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. We, we decided not to do it this year because we felt like she was too young. And then also we had, because we had so much family with us, we didn't want anyone to feel obligated to pay for an extra ticket, you know, like right. an extra cost. So, um, but one member of my party actually went to, uh, Universal, um, the, the horror nights that they have over there. And, you know, he, um, on our off day, he went over there. So really enjoyed it. Hmm. Which is good, I guess, if you like really scary stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's more of a, those are like traditional haunted houses or well. 
yeah, yeah, I, I it, with Universal properties. Yeah, <laughs> which I, yeah, I guess last year they they actually did have a Stranger Things. Haunted they had house. it this year too. Oh, they did had they? it this year oh, cool. too. Yeah, he said it was really cool. Yeah, so. I now, now that I sorry, I, I know I keep bringing it up because like I I've been ignoring the show for so long, and then my wife and I started watching it because of my son, <laughs> and now we're both like hooked on it. Oh yeah, he will <laughs> be. Like, yeah. Oh god, yeah. we have to watch this all the way through now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good bingeable show, definitely to watch, yeah. especially this time of year. So yeah, it's, we, it, it's very appropriate. <laughs> we used to do every year we um before we had a a kid. We tried to do it last year with my you know with my daughter being around, but it kind of was a little more difficult. But we used to do like a, a we used to have a, a Halloween party every year where we watched scary movies all night. Like that was the thing we did. You know, we didn't like have people dress up or whatever, but we had people come over and we watched scary movies. And so I had this huge list of scary movies on like a spinner, like on my phone, like a spinner app on my phone. And I'd hit the spinner and whatever one we landed on, that's what we'd watch. Um, and it was really fun because we had some bad ones on there, you know, like some really like, you know, awful horror movies. Yeah. The, uh, the B rate ones. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. those are fun too. Right. I mean, the, those are, those are good times. So we used to do that, but, um, all of our friends moved away first of all in the past year and a half here so that's a problem we don't really have as many friends in the area anymore because everybody moved away and then um you know we just with the kid it's so much harder it's just Mm -hmm. we just don't have the time for it you know yeah we we went through that too is you know there's a couple of years there where you just don't do any of that and then it starts to come back eventually we're we're starting to get like we're starting to get back into it now oh nice yeah yeah and actually for, for me it was uh kind of on the flip side of that is that we we stopped playing scary video games. So, oh, really? Like yeah. Left for Dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or this, um, Resident Evil was a, a favorite. Oh, Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, and and finally this year we actually sat down. Or rather, what, what we did was we uh, we took a weekend where we went um, to Canmore for a weekend, and I brought my laptop with with me, and we played Resident Evil two for like five hours straight. <laughs> the one wow, because <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, same thing though. It's yeah, it's it it's fun when you know you, when they're young, but then when you kind of get your freedom back a little bit when you're older to yeah. do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're looking forward to that at some point. Yeah. But but anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, we we've kind of gone completely off topic here. You know, just talking as, about Halloween and everything. That's we tend to do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's good because you know, yeah, we're we're getting into that Halloween. Halloween and Christmas is coming. You know, we've got. We have trips coming up that we're going to want to be talking about and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll have some trip yeah. reports coming up because you're going in. No, you're going soon. You're going in a couple weeks now. Uh, yeah, right? actually, it's about three weeks away now. I think. Wow. So, or actually, no, more, a little over three weeks. So next next episode, we'll have to do a trip preview for you. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We'll we'll be talking yep. about our plans because yeah, we've lots changed in mine over the lot like leading up to it a lot has changed oh. so yeah i'll love to hear about that yeah cool um so we actually have uh, a listener email and I, I wanted to read it because uh, I, I thought it was an interesting question mm-hmm. uh i believe it's something we have talked about on this show before i don't believe i know we have talked about it but uh you know we can always add some more things in here right Absolutely. so yeah so i don't know if you wanted to read it you want me to read it i can read it if you uh, want. go ahead All right, cool. So this is Allison writes in. She says, uh, please forgive me if you played this game already. I'm still catching up on episodes 10 through 40. 
boy, you have a lot to go, especially <laughs> since we're not exactly, you know, we're not short on our podcast. We're a couple hours at a time. So hopefully you have a lot of time to listen to us. But anyway, uh, I would love to hear your squad's thought on this topic. I love that she said our squad. <laughs> so, we're squad? Yeah, we're squad now, apparently. I, I like it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she asks, how would you design the next DVC resort at, at Walt Disney World? I'm getting sick of the generic feel of some of the resorts. Bay Lake is too subtle for me. I prefer the campy, fully-themed resorts like Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge. Here's my dream spot, Disney's Emerald Mist Resort, a uh, Celtic, right? Instead <laughs> of Celtic, Celtic yeah. <laughs> I I should probably know this because it's it's my lineage. But anyway, whatever. Um, inspired resort in which the designs feel like an Irish Scottish home cottage. Light harp music would play through the halls and outdoor walkways. There'd be lots of lush greens, maybe a golf course. The main lodge would be, de- be designed as an old castle, not to be confused with Cinderella Castle. We could also get drinks, uh, such as, uh, what is that? Blarney's poolside pub. She's even named stuff. Look at this. This is great. <laughs> and the big draw, uh, to compete with beach, with beach club for the coolest pool would be a giant three story high calming, uh, and calming. Yeah. Calming and misting waterfall pool. Uh, I would just spend my day getting misted on, and I bet I could do some sci- science and angles work to make it look like there's a rainbow. The uh, characters from Brave could have a presence there. Uh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And the bungalows of this resort. Oh, oh, she's mentioned the bungalows. Uh, a lot of DVC members don't like the bungalows uh, just because of what they do to points. But that's that's another topic for another day. Uh, could be Celtic cottages with a, a nice hearth. Uh, other places that would be cool to travel to could be Thailand, Peru, Iceland. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you ever get time in the podcast. I'm sure you have creative ideas on those heads of yours. That's a wrong assumption. I, I would, the, our creativity is very limited. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're all, my, you all are my morning and evening commute. I teach middle school. Uh, so you are pretty much the only adult conversations I get unless I'm home. Thanks for being awesome. First of all, you're welcome for being awesome. For us being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I don't know if I qualify this as an adult conversation, but. <laughs> well, yeah, adult only in the fact that we. Air can quotes. Le- yeah. We can <laughs> legally drive, but I think that's about the extent of it. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so we, we've actually, um, our friend Chad, uh, actually on his podcast did a, did a fun, uh, couple episodes on this so i I would i would check him um uh my dvc points and the only reason i plug him besides you know him being our friend and being a long-time listener is uh i'm also i'm on the first episode of the of the uh he called them the franken resorts so uh, this is a a a whole thing he did around halloween too so i I would check those out but we also have a running joke on the show maybe you haven't gotten there uh yet about uh the uh haunted river country uh (laughs) resort that's that's one we've talked about quite a bit on this show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say, you know, I, I I think I think we we're we're not at the point where we want a poll or like a a, a petition for haunted river country, yeah. but yeah, I'm getting I, there. I, I, I do agree <laughs> with with Allison's uh, comment that you know, you know, the the last couple of resorts have been very, you know, just you know here here's a nice upscale resort, not. You know, here's a Disney themed resort or here, here's, you know, here's, you know, a really wild take on something that, you know, shouldn't fit in this area, but does because it's Disney. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that. There's very, very modern, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't, I, I, I agree that, you know, they, they need to start thinking about this stuff more. I do really like the idea 
of uh, of a, a Celtic resort. Like it, it, again, just getting a very different uh, atmosphere and feel to it. And, and yeah, it looks like she's totally thought this out. She's like planned I mean, this whole thing out already. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe we we need to like. We need to figure out how to like get a, a session with an Imagineer or something and start pitching some of these things. Cause... I'm sure we could make that happen. Uh, <laughs> I, we could probably make that happen. I, I I will say the the concept art I've seen for Reflections makes me feel like it's it's pretty well themed. At first, I didn't think it was, but then when I saw like concept art for the rooms and for like the the common areas, it looked very upscale but also very themed. And yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, I think reflections will be a, a good change to that, but uh, I guess my only, the, the only thing I take away from that is that it's still very Western, Western, uh, no, sorry. That's it's not the like right term. It's, wilderness lodge. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's very like log cabin y and yeah. And the yeah. Woods, which, you know, I, I live in Western Canada where that's like everywhere. So it's like, it, I know to them it looks very unique and different sure, and everything. Sure. You know what? But there's a lot of places in Canada and the United States that already have that. So yeah, like, like I, I like Allison's idea here where, you know, go to another continent, go like, yeah, there, there's places like Thailand and stuff where you can draw inspiration from those that you already see in the parks that you could build an entire resort around. And it doesn't have to, you know, I don't think they necessarily have to stay to things that have Disney IPs associated with them. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Like, I, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people kind of fall into is they go, oh, you know, this should be a, you know, like Reflections is going to be a Pocahontas resort. And it's like, it seems you know, like they're throwing a lot of IP into that resort besides Pocahontas, but <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but my point is, is, you know, not, like there is a lot of DVC resorts that are nicely themed that don't, they don't hinge on a specific, oh yeah yeah, yeah. IP or anything like that, right? Like there's uh, most of them don't. I mean, yeah. you know, the vast majority of, I mean, of all the resorts really don't hinge on any IP, right? I mean, yeah, like like when you look at places like like the Boardwalk, like the Boardwalk's a pretty again, I say it's unique, but I I know that you know on the on the East Coast, you know, they have more. Sure more places yeah. like that but but that's a, an example of a resort that you know you don't it has its own charm and it has its own appeal without it being you know oh you know we're just you know we bundled this in with the latest movie that came out so you know it, this is <laughs> this is what's selling it right so yeah i mean i feel like they really haven't done that with really any of the resorts though right i mean i'm just trying to think of one they even have that's like themed to a character or an IP or anything. Well, again, the, the, the wilderness lodge again, very, very much has, you know, the, like there's Pocahontas a lot of seems to it. Yeah. Yeah. Pocahontas, um, uh, like Bambi. Yeah. Yeah. There's Bambi yeah. in there. Yeah. There's a lot of the naturey type stuff in, in reflections. Yeah. And the, and then same thing, like the, the Polynesian kind of gets, the. I shouldn't say the Lilo and the, Stitch stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch and Moana yeah. and stuff like that. But, but I get you, I get, you know, why they, why they align that stuff. You know, it's like we have a resort that fits this theme. So, you know, these characters are going to go over there. I, yeah, I get that. Sense. But, but I feel like a lot of people kind of look at it the other way where they go, you know, they're going to build a resort and it's going to be because of this IP. Sure. Sure. And, and what I'm saying is that it shouldn't, the IP shouldn't be the thing driving it. No, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with that. 
Um, I, I would say I do, I'm, I'm sure you probably know this, Trevor, but there was, you know, in the original plans for Disney World, there was plans for an Asian resort, mm-hmm. uh, where, where, uh, Grand Floridian is now. So, uh, that was like sitting in the water, like literally sitting in the water. It looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I, I think that was actually supposed to be where some of that, that like Thailand influence was supposed to come in. Yeah. But never did. Yep. So. We've said before, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, I I think a lot of that had to do with it back at that point because of uh, Epcot and everything. They were trying to strike some deals with different countries. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was sponsorship or what, but yeah, I I think they kind of axed things because different uh, cultures didn't want to get involved with them on it for consultation, so... I'll be interested to see if they ever do go forward with the long rumored uh hotel at like Epcot's entrance. Like what are they gonna theme that to? Like it's gotta Future have an hotel. Epcot theme, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean it would should be like if it's supposed to be the community of tomorrow, it should look like a futuristic community type. But then could you see that though and like complain that it's just modern and it doesn't have a theme though? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean that, that, you're right. That's the problem is it, it kind of like, right? like the contemporary is, you know, the contemporary yeah. was contemporary at one point, but it's not. Yeah. Well, you know, truth be told, I own at Bay Lake and it's not my favorite place to stay. I like it for the convenience of Magic Kingdom, but I'm, I'm with you, Allison. I like the highly themed resorts, which is why we bought a contract at Animal Kingdom because we love Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's a gorgeous resort and, it, and it's an experience you can't really have anywhere. I mean, to be able to go out on your porch and see a giraffe. So for us, like that's a huge thing and we're huge fans of that resort and, and Boardwalk we really like a lot. Uh, you know, I don't know what the next one we're going to stay at is, but we, we really, we really like those resorts, uh, because of their uniqueness. And I don't disagree with you. I, I, I will say that I, I took, uh, a tour of the, the Riviera rooms and I do feel like the Riviera rooms are very well themed. I know they feel very modern and not themed to a specific thing, but they, I do think they feel themed to the area that they're trying to go for. And I know it's also kind of a broad, it's a broad yeah. theme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, European is kind of yeah, like that that's a lot of different places. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, and and I I guess the part of that yeah, the, the part that goes with that is you know, when you say it's European, it's like, well, you know, Italian versus, you know, <laughs> French versus yeah, wherever. Like, yeah, you you get very very different looks in architecture and feel and all of that. So it's hard to to nail down what it's supposed to be. And I, and I think that's why we also look at it as being generic is that it feels like, you know, Disney kind of went, well, you know, we don't want to, you know, offend any one particular country or culture or whatever. So let's just make it generic. A lot of different things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do wonder though, I, you know, we like these things, right? But there are a lot of people that stay at these resorts that want uh, just a modern feel to a resort too. You know, maybe they don't want the campy part of things. So, I, I think you probably need both of those things, right? Because someone will say, if I'm paying $500 a night for a room or X amount of points for a room, I, I want it to be modern and, and look, you know, really upscale and, and not be, you know, filled with, uh, you, it, like you go to Wilderness Lodge and, and the, and the, the beds are, look like they're made out of, you know, fake wood. You know, it's, <laughs> I could see somebody being like, I'm paying $400, $500 a night for this, you know? So I, I also see the other side of it too, where I'm like, I could see some people being annoyed by that. 
I'm going to channel my inner Damon here for a moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. He, I may be wrong on, on this, but my my initial thought on that is, you know what? There There's lots of, you know, nice upscale hotels outside of the Disney property. Go stay there. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I if, agree with you. If that's yeah. what you're wanting is, you know, that just that nicer hotel, fine. You know, you know, absolutely. There, There's lots of places you can go and, you know, they have... Shuttles, they're all close enough that you can get to Disney without any major inconvenience and you can still have that feel. But if I'm staying at a Disney property, that's what I want. I want that Disney feel. I want, they're known for having, you know, those, those different resorts and those, those interesting resorts. Yeah. That's what I would be paying for that. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I get but without what you're saying. the IP though, right? You want, you want the Disney feel without necessarily having the IP attached. Well, I, I, for, for me personally, I, I think the IP is, is part of it. You know, that they, they have every right to, you know, put those IPs into their, um, into their, their resorts and everything. But really it's the, it's the theming and, and it's, you know, the fact that they, they go outside of the box on the theming. If they just made an upscale resort and said, well, yeah, you know, because the thing is, you know, they'll make those resorts and then you'll still see the characters there. And it's kind of like, well, it, it's like, you know, running into Mickey Mouse at, you know, the lobby of a, of a Super 8 motel. Like, <laughs> OK. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I know. I sorry, that, that that was a very extreme comparison. No, but I mean, you're not wrong. I get what yeah. you're saying. I mean, it, it makes sense. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I. I'm sorry if I offend anyone by saying this, but you know, if if you don't like themed resorts, why are you staying at Disney? It's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, just so you know, Allison, we have we've talked about you know kind of specifics around Haunted River Country. I've talked about a Jungle Cruise themed resort uh, where everybody that works at the resort uh, is a Jungle Cruise skipper and talks to you as such. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> so there's, there's some things there I think would be fun. I, I think it would be fun if they started doing resorts that are specifically tied. What if they did a whole like resort, an entire resort where different buildings or different sections of the resorts were themed to classic Disney attractions? Ooh. Right? That's like, you have like a small Magic world Kingdom section resort. Like what would you say? The Magic Kingdom Resort. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying, right? Like you have different sections of the resort has different like theming to it. So like maybe even like throw in like old rides, like a like a, a Mr. Toad, right? The, the retired or, ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or you could you know have one that's themed to Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. That's one that's like perfect for theming. Uh, or you know, or Jungle Cruise, like I said, uh, Tiki Room. You could do a Tiki Room one that would be amazing. And yeah, you know. I, I like that idea. And to take that a step further, kind of like how they're doing the Star Wars hotel right now, where, you know, the, the rooms have these views out into space. You could do the same thing with those themed rooms where, you know, they, they could each look differently and they could actually have their own views. Like a 20,000 leagues under the sea room could actually have like a porthole looking out into an ocean. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that seems, if they did that, I would be amazed. Like, it seems crazy, but it also seems like something Disney would do. 
It does, right? And it seems like a cool... Although, here's what you would get. You would get people mad. They'd be like, but I want it to be in the small world section, and I'm in the Carousel of Progress section. Like, people would be mad about where they're staying. (laughs) Yeah, and and then would would, would it cost more to stay in the Haunted Mansion section versus the small world section because nobody wants to stay in the small world section? (laughs) Tell it to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Tell it to my mom who loves small world and Carousel of Progress. Um, so, so that's my idea. There's, there's, I'm going to throw it out there. Even though I've done the Jungle Cruise one before, I'm going to throw out a multi-themed, uh, resort. Yeah. We, we're going to have to dive back into that later, I think. When yeah. We'll have to do that another here. time because we are like way behind schedule today. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's okay. That's let's, okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. Let, let's okay. move on, I guess. We, we do have some DVC news to talk about. It's kind of basic. It's not much, right? I well, mean, I it's... mean, there, there's a couple of things. I mean, DVC news of note. Um, I guess we got two things here. There's uh, the DVC member discounts are returning to Shop Disney, so you can get twenty percent off of all DVC items on Shop Disney. I, I think, I think it's good that they're doing that again. And then the other thing too is uh, DVC members can now save thirty five percent off. Riviera cash bookings, which this kind of goes in line with the, uh, the discount they had for the, uh, the visa. Yeah. Members, right? So, I think we talked about that last, last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what are the dates on this again? Uh, so it's between December 16th is when it opens and April 25th. So, and we, we explained on the last episode why they're doing this because, yeah. you know, a lot of this, uh, most of the rooms at Riviera right now are going to be cash rooms. Um, cause that's just how, DVC works. <laughs> so I do think it's interesting they gave this to credit card holders first. Because I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't you want to give this to DVC members now, right? Or, or, you know, give them access now because it's almost like, okay, DVC member stays at the resort, loves the resort, and then wants to buy the resort. Like, wouldn't will you want to incentivize the DVC members more to stay cash at that resort so they buy there? Um, I, I don't even think it, that's where the thought process is here. I think it's, I'm saying that's where the thought process should be Trevor. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I I think this is more to do with the fact that, um, they, they have a certain amount of negotiation with different areas. And I think for the chase cards, like the, the, the chase cards always seem to get these things. It's, it's a big way of them selling the cards, I think. Is that they use these kind of promotions to actually sell people getting the credit card? So, yeah, and, and you know, truthfully, by doing it through the card holders, you're also exposing yourself to another audience that maybe is would be brand new DVC members too. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, you know, offering it to existing DVC members, they already have our money. You know, they they already yeah, know that yeah. we're in, and and you know, we we've all. I think the three of us, we've we've all you know bought into more points, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners sure. have. So it it doesn't require a lot of effort on their part necessarily to convince us. Yeah. And it, and I think this is more of a perk to DVC is, you know, hey, you know, we're going to give you the, the same kind of discount that we're giving the Chase card members, knowing full well that the reason that they're giving to the Chase card members is this is more of a of a, a sales tactic than anything. Yeah, no, that's 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 true. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And and next time we have Damon on, we'll have to talk about the fact that he really wants to buy Riviera. <laughs> he's really he he's he's itching to buy some Riviera points. <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised. And and you know if you're buying direct, 
there's no reason not to. Yeah. Because it, he, you know, you still get the same, the same, uh, privileges on it that you do, like you can still use it at all the resorts and everything. And I mean, honestly, that I think the, 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 um, what are those? The, the two person rooms, the, those small, the tower studios. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, those, those look kind of attractive when you're getting to a point where you want to, you know, just take trips like, like without the kids. Yeah. Yeah. His kids are older. Once he, once they become empty nesters, that'll be perfect. Yeah. I, so I, I can see like for us right now, you know, the poly makes sense, you know, ask me again in five years, I might be looking at Riviera as well. When my kid's getting to a point where he doesn't want to go, which who am I kidding? I mean, my kid's like, he's going to say no to a trip to Disney, but yeah, it's, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I, I was, I was telling my daughter, even though she doesn't understand me, I'm like, you don't understand how spoiled you are. You're not even one and a half yet. You've been to Disney twice. Most kids get to go once in their life and you get to go twice before you're one and a half. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the thing is, you know, as, as DVC members, we are super privileged and oh, yeah. I've had the same conversations with my son because he's like, you, I'm like, you do realize your family vacations every year are going to Disney, right? And you know, <laughs> none of your friends get to do that. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's totally true. So, yeah. So I, I have to laugh at this next story because I love when nothing stories blow up in Disney Facebook and Twitter and everything. Like, cause this is a nothing story to me, but it blew up on all the blogs and all the Facebook groups. It's like a huge deal when it wasn't, I thought, but Wait, I don't know. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, it was all over the place. This was like a big thing on all the blogs and everything. And I was like, this is like nothing. This is, means nothing. <laughs> okay. So, so that, that's funny. Sorry. I, I was busy planning extra life. So I didn't get a chance to like, I saw oh the gosh. headlines for this. And so, so people were really that upset about the dining reservations going. Yes. To online? Yeah, well, here's the thing. So this is a problem sometimes that happens with the Disney groups and the Disney blogs. Some of these Disney blogs are not reputable, right? Mm-hmm. And so what will happen is they'll report, and I'm putting that in quotes, because none of these people are like professional journalists. They're people that started a blog. That's why it's called a blog. Um, and they report these things without knowing, you know, without any sort of checking in on it or, you know, they just, they just see it somewhere and they report it or more often than not, one of the bigger blogs, cause there's a couple that are, you know, big ones will report something and then it spreads all over the minor blogs cause they'll just steal from the bigger ones. And so what happened here is initially people saw this and, and what happened was Disney had posted in a Disney parks blog that, uh, that they, the preferred method for booking an advanced dining reservation was, uh, now going to be the My Disney Experience app and DisneyWorld.com. Now for me, that's always been my preferred way of booking. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, that's been me for the last like three years. But. <laughs> exactly. For as long as it's existed, that's been my preferred method. Um, but the, the, the whole thing when they wrote preferred, that's Disney saying that they're just going to push people to the app and to the website. But a lot of the blogs took it as you can no longer book a dining reservation over the phone. And when I saw all these blogs saying that, I'm like, that's just not true. Like Disney's not, you're not going to call up Disney and be like, Hey, I can't get into the app or in the website. Can you book this for me? And they're like, no. And hang up. Like that just doesn't even make any sense. Right. So no, we don't want your money. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. No, (laughs) we don't want you to book anything. See you later. Bye. Um, so like, then it, it, you know, some of the blogs decided to update this 
and say, okay, we contacted Disney and Disney saying now that if you call up, they're going to ask, you know, have, have you tried to book it on the website or through the app? And if you haven't, they're going to tell you to go and do that. Um, but they're still going to be able to book these dining reservations for you over the phone if you, you know, don't have access. To, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't have smartphones still. I mean, my dad would have a flip phone if he could. Uh, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he's got an iPhone 4, I think. Um, yeah, that a, barely... a smartphone that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, he's got a smartphone that doesn't support anything. So, so he'd be one that would have to call if he wanted to book anything, right? Because I don't even know if my Disney experience would work on a phone that old at this point. But... But my point is, is they're not going to just say no to you because you don't have access to the internet or to the app or any of that stuff. You can still call up and do that and say, you know, but here's the problem. Of course, this is going to get abused by people that don't want to want to use those things. They'll just call up and be like, oh, yeah, my app's not working, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could easily do that because there's no way that you could prove it, right? So <laughs> I think that's a limited subset of people, though. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I think it's no big deal because I think the majority of people, as it is, already book through their phone or through you know through online. Yeah, it's you know it's funny. I, I guess my experience was when I first started going back to Disney World, I got online. You know, I, I did all the research and everything, and then when I was coming up to do my dining reservations, I was all nervous about it, and I remembered the so I. I initially set it up and they were like, Oh, you know, or all the, all the Facebook groups and everything were like, you know, just call in, you know, get them to book it over the phone. That, that was when I clued in that, you know, for the amount of time that you spend waiting on the phone, you know, they just have access to the same system that you see exactly anyway for, for, through my Disney experience. So you actually end up wasting more time just talking to them on the phone. And I get, you know, you know, some people have specific um, things they want to do or they, they want to, you know, do a couple of things at once. And it's not always easy to do through or they don't have an easy way to do it through the app. But, you know, if you're just saying, you know, I'm booking a, a reservation for three people, like for the amount of, for the amount of time it takes me to say that to someone over the phone and for them to book it, I could have like two other reservations booked through my Disney <laughs> experience. So, so, you know, yeah. for the, so I, I guess the point of, you know, these people saying, Oh, you know, people will find a way around the system. They're really hurting themselves. Sure. By, you know, if, if they say, well, I don't want to use the online, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say my online's not working, even though it is. So just so I can phone in. Good for you. Like that, <laughs> that, yeah. that that's not hurting yeah. anything. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't see this as a big deal because like I said, they didn't get rid of it. Like so many of the blogs early on made it seem like they got rid of the, rid of it completely. And I just knew that that can't be possible. Right. And I, I personally, I avoid calling Disney like the plague. I will, I will not call them for anything if I don't have to. In fact, when I talk to DVC, I do it through chat. And the only time I don't do it through chat is if I'm talking to the chat person, the chat person's like, you got to do that on the phone. <laughs> like, so that's the only time I will call DVC. And I actually had to call the reservation line when I was uh, at Disney because I had to cancel a couple same-day reservations, and you got to call for that. So that's the only time I, I really would do that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like this was that big of a deal. I feel like it's akin to banks, you know, when you, a customer walks in the bank, like, hey, have, maybe try to use the ATM. You can do everything at the ATM. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're still going to help you, but they're going to push you to the technology if they can. So, yeah. Uh- 
And uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the, the one thing, though, uh, or I, I guess from my standpoint, um, the, the times where I need to phone, uh, make a phone call to Disney is, um, believe it or not, uh, we get Disney gift cards up here. But when I try to use them through um, my Disney experience, it doesn't take them. Mm. So, so that's a use case where I do have to phone them if I'm paying for something ahead of time, like like a dessert party or something like that. I do have to phone them for that. So, again, yeah. you know, you know, there are these situations where you do have to phone them, and and I get that. And honestly, for me, it's you know, I I wish they would fix the app so that I could just. So you could do all that online. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause then I would, I would never do that for DVC. I will always phone DVC, but, um, and, and th- this is, this is the selfish, silly part of this is that I know I could do a lot of these things online, but I just want to hear the hold music. <laughs> I, I swear to you, when you said selfish, silly thing, my immediately thought, my immediate thought was he's going to want to listen to the whole music. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and, and okay. So, so for all of our listeners out there, be honest, you know, how many of you are actually upset about like, if this is, if this is a concern to you, are you concerned because, you know, you can't talk to somebody over the phone or are you concerned that because, you know, while you're waiting in the queue, you can't listen to all of that Disney music <laughs> that, you know, we, we all love that, you know, you're on hold and it's like, you know, that's the only place that you get, you know, um, different theme park music or music from the movies or sure. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's something because uh, did you see that service they have where you can call and um, it says good night? Oh, yeah. Just like a like a little good night to your kids. Yeah. Or to you if you just, you know, if you feel like you need to hear good night from Mickey to go to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I may have listened to the Yoda one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's acceptable. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. But, but so the same way they offer that, you know, maybe they, maybe they need to, you know, just, it would, it would be a good April Fool's joke, but even if they legitimately did it is just have a, a number you can call in to just be put on hold and listen to the music. <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I would do, do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, sometimes you just need to have someone tell you, tell you to have a magical day, right? It's yeah. at the end of the call. That's, <laughs> I always say you too to those people too, and it always feels weird. It's like, okay, you're, I mean, are you having a magical day? Cause I'm sure half the people that call in are yelling at you, and I'm sorry for that, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's, but that's why you have to tell them to have a magical day because, that's right, you know, yeah. you know, if they're giving out the magic, you gotta give the magic back. That's well, and we all know the have a magical day, depending on the tone, is either sarcastic or serious. So, <laughs> yeah, when, when I say it at work, it's, it's never, oh man that's funny i I, we should point out by the way so you can still call with no problems for reservations for group of groups of eight or more for same day cancellations and for any other assistance you might need so including booking reservations if you need to (laughs) or if you just want to listen to the whole music or if you just want to listen to the whole music, I, I, do you just wait for them to pick up and go, Oh, Hey, I was just listening to the whole music and then you hang up. <laughs> no, I, I do actually call them like when oh, I have okay, a legitimate yeah. question or, or again, you know, like, like I said, there, there's stuff I can do. Um, there's stuff I can do like through the, the DVC website and whatnot, but sometimes I do just phone them just because, yeah, I want to hear the music and, and I want to talk to someone there. Cause yeah, you know, yeah, if I'm having yeah. a bad day, it's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody on one, on, on the group said something about that. They call for everything. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It might've been you, Jeremy, Jeremy, you let me know if it was you. 
It's our guy, Jeremy. (laughs) I think he said he calls in for everything. So we might be talking about you. Don't be mad at us. Don't send us hate mail. (laughs) Yeah, but like like I said, I I get why people want that to still be there. And and again, it's not going away. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, for me, like I I will still use the app whenever I can. But I, I would still, I would hope that they would keep that there regardless, you know, for when people do have issues and, you know, it's kind of a good one rainy day thing that I can call into Disney when I need yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> you, so. you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're halfway through this, this episode here. And, uh, so I, I want to go ahead and, uh, read our, our sponsor for the, uh, for the show. Yeah. Uh, DVC resale market, if I could, cause we were just talking about purchasing some, uh, some, some new contracts, right? Mm hmm. I wonder if there's been any Riviera contracts out there. I gotta ask, uh, gotta ask them if anybody sold Riviera yet. I've, I've seen on some other groups, somebody said Riviera is out there selling around a hundred bucks a point, but which, which is super cheap if that's true, but we'll, we'll see. Anyway, so DVC resale market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney vacation club guides and two former Disney vacation club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days, and nearly 3,000 contracts were sold in 2018 alone. So go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. Of course, please let them know that Welcome Home sent you. We love getting emails from our sponsors, uh, hearing that, you know, you guys went and you bought a contract or you talked to Derek or Marissa or anybody that works over there and said that you heard them on the podcast or you heard about it on the podcast. We absolutely love getting those emails and getting those messages and, and we get them a lot of them. So we really appreciate that you guys support the people that support us. So, um, again, you know, let them know the welcome home sent you when you call or when you write in. That's dvcresalemarket.com or 1-844-DVC-PROS. Also, if you're in the market for a contract, just want to plug their app. They have a really good app where you can set up alerts for certain contracts with certain use years and stuff like that. Really good if you're looking for a specific contract. So dvcresalemarket.com or uh, 1-844-DVC-PROS. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are our guys and gals over there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we need to have them back on again here soon. I feel we we haven't talked to yeah, them in a while. We haven't talked to them in a while, and I feel yeah. like there's some pent up demand there. So hey, we'll we'll definitely do that. So if if you have a question for the DVC resale market, folks, you can start sending them to us now. We'll we'll get that we'll get them scheduled sometime soon here before the end of the year, and uh, and talk to our pals Derek and Marissa again. So cool. Awesome. Talk about the Skyliner. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about the Skyliner again. Yeah. So, so the the good news is the Skyliner's open again. Yeah, it's yeah. great news. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, the, I, and so I guess did did this incident at all concern you about no the the service going forward? No. Right. I, I listen. I I think I think when we look at these things. I, I, and I, I think I said this on the last episode too when we talked about this. Or did we talk about this in the last episode or had it not happened yet? We definitely did, right? I, no, I, I think it happened. 
No, we talked about oh, yeah, it. Last yeah, time, yeah, so we that's did, we, right. Yeah. Because yeah, it was, it was it right as you got back from your trip. Yeah, it was right as I got back from the trip. I yeah. think I said on that episode I would write it again tomorrow. Like I no concerns about this. And and listen, it's. I think another thing I said too about this, the only thing that this was bad, the only people that this was bad for besides Disney PR and the people that were, is the people that were stuck on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they obviously learned something from this. They, they worked with the manufacturer. They made some sort of upgrades. We don't know what those are. Uh, They did put Uh, out a statement about it. Good. Sorry. They haven't done the upgrades yet. They're due in like a week, I believe. Oh no, no, no. They already happened. I think that's why the the lines were closed on the the 16th and the, the 18th. Yeah, because, uh, or I, I thought that, it, oh, maybe, sorry. <laughs> I, happened I'm, in the past. I know my, you haven't had a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm delusional. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. So between the 16th and the 18th, they were, uh, it was, uh, it was on a modified schedule because they were doing some sort of upgrade. I'm, I'm, right. Which my assumption would be whatever upgrade they were doing is to prevent this from happening again, right? Yeah, probably, probably an additional safety system that, stops them from rolling back on the track if they don't lock properly onto the the main line i would guess because i don't yeah I, I mean because we don't really know what happened here right they didn't say what actually happened um, well you, you could kind of tell from how they looked is that it, it 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 looked as though one of them was trying to leave the station and it got stuck or didn't just it didn't, didn't engage yeah. properly onto the the main line that that pulls them along and because it stopped everything else ran into it yeah, and and I also noticed here too that they talked about uh, training um, because because I'm and how improving their communication uh, with guests because I did see a lot of people were saying that Disney was saying like they weren't getting any messages while they were stuck there other than the spammed automated message that was like every other minute or something like that Exa- exactly and so yeah. obviously they learned a lot from this I think uh, you know and and listen we talked about this last episode too like. A couple weeks before this, the monorail got evacuated and people were stuck on that for hours. So, mm-hmm. like, this is, and I know the monorail is older, but this just opened, right? So there's going to be, you can test stuff all you want, but until there's real people on it, you're not going to find all the problems. And I know it, listen, it was awful for those people that were stuck on it. I wouldn't want to be stuck on it for three hours, but you know, you could get stuck on the monorail. You can get stuck on a ride. There's a million different places you can get stuck on. It's not going to make me stop, you know, going on this. So. Yeah, and and I think that, uh, that that's the other thing that they learned too is that, you know the the three hours to get people off of those cars. I'm sure that there's going to be a revision to their procedures when if something on this level happened again. I'm sure they'll be you know figuring out how to how to better organize themselves to get people moved off quickly. Well, and 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 theoretically, this like. So this shouldn't, people shouldn't be stuck for that long. Okay. And the reason being is that they can, and this is just because the uniqueness of the situation that occurred. Cause typically if, if like a motor were to break, they can, they have ways to manually pull people back in to the station to offload them. Uh, you know, if like the motor and the station broke, but in this case, the, 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 uh, it seemed like the cabin or the gondola came off of the track somehow. And so that prevented them from pulling people back in again. And so, you know, because it was obviously blocking everything. So I think here's the thing. I think part of the training is not just them fixing the communication problem. I think maybe maybe even this malfunction was the result of something that a cast member did. We don't even know. Like maybe mm-hmm. they were supposed to push a button and didn't when they restarted the system. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, that's true. Is it? I think... I think it's just, you know, it's going to be a revision in their training and a revision. 
yeah, tr- I mean, training is definitely part of it. But like I said, I, th- I think it's also, it's given them a good look at how they handle emergency yeah. procedures. Yep. And I think that'll be a big part of it too, because yeah, you know, the, the, the not communicating and then having to wait for cherry pickers to come and get people and all that is, yeah, they, well, what's interesting though, Trevor, I, you know, I didn't even realize until I, I, well, this came out recently, uh, you know, and when I say recently, like a week and a half ago, but, uh, they only actually evacuated one gondola. So the rest actually got moved back into a station. The rest, yeah, the rest got moved back into the station and people just came off the regular way. And, and I'm not saying that's not from Disney, by the way. That's from the Reedy Creek Fire Department, which you could probably say, oh, okay, well, it's Disney, but the Reedy Creek Fire Department is in a major dispute with Disney right now. They could easily have inflated that number too to make it seem like it was way worse than it was. But when I was watching social media while this was going on, it looked like they were evacuating all the gondolas, but Reedy Creek's like, no, we only, we only rescued, we only did one. And I was like, oh, hmm. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that is surprising because it, it definitely, the, the pictures and everything made it look like there was a lot more, a lot more going on, I guess, than what there was. And, and maybe that's yeah. why people were frustrated is that it was, that there was probably a perception that they were thinking that a bunch of other carts were getting offloaded. And they were like, well, how come, you know, we had to wait until you pulled us back into the station, right? Well, and some of those people were probably on social media and yeah. Oh yeah. I even saw somebody post like a picture of like people like, uh, doing, gosh, what, what is it called? Zip lining off of them. And oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, and, and people thought it was real. Like there, it, it no looked way. like, yeah. Yeah. They were like, this is how they get people off the gondolas. If you're over water, they, they zip line you off. And I'm like, and that didn't happen. Like it wasn't real. <laughs> it was just, it was, they only rescued one, uh, one cabin. Uh, that's directly from the Reedy Creek fire department. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's kind of, it's funny how social media inflates things when, you know, th- things are different than they actually are. Yeah. That, something to be careful of for sure it is very easy and and i think you know we're we're in there reading it just like everybody else yeah it's very easy to you know you 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 build it based on you know people are snapping pictures people are showing their take on it exactly but yeah that doesn't always that doesn't always line up with what's actually happening and a lot of times to people people will put their own spin on it because they go well i think they did this but because I guess this kind of goes back to like the whole blog thing and about, you know, yeah. fact checking and everything is, you know, unless, or I mean, that's not to say you should, you should disbelieve everything you see, but <laughs> you know, sometimes I guess a little bit more reading is warranted in these situations. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, when something like this is going on, nobody knows what's going on. Right. So yeah. you just, people make assumptions and post pictures that are out of context and you just don't, you don't know, you know, and, and, and I get it. I, and, and I'm sure some of the people that were on the gondolas were looking at those things thinking they were about to be rescued or something. You know, I, who knows? But this is why they needed better communication and this is why they're going to improve that communication, right? So, uh, I, I mean, listen, does it, does it deter you at all from writing? No, absolutely not. And, and again, for me, it's, uh, I come from an area of the continent where, I, I mean, I grew up riding on ski lifts and gondolas and stuff because I like we would go out to the mountains and ski. And I mean, for like throughout my entire childhood and into adulthood, 
I've never heard of these, like there's never been an accident in these systems yeah. where it was a result of a large mechanical failure. The only time that I've ever heard of people getting hurt is like on a ski lift where somebody gets dumb and they try and jump out of a ski lift. Like, <laughs> and it does happen because they go, Oh, you know, yeah. you know, it fresh powder, you know, jump out, you'll land in the snow and it'll be fine. And they end up breaking a leg. So that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so same same thing with the gondolas is you know even if i was over the water i wouldn't ever like i, I hate to say it but the the vast majority of these issues that you hear about is you know people try and do things that they shouldn't be doing in the first place well like i talked about last week the only time we got stopped on the on the gondola line was because uh, we saw a guy jump out of the gondola right before it was about to take off. I mean, yeah. it, like literally jumped out as right as the doors were closing. And it's like, okay, well, and, and this is, I always th- like, this drives me nuts sometimes when people are like, oh, uh, this ride's broken down because they're stopped. It's like, it doesn't mean it's broken down, you know, always. I mean, there are times where, yes, of course it is, but there's also times where somebody did something stupid and, you know, they have to shut it down for that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, getting out of a moving vehicle or getting out of a vehicle that's not properly like stopped somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As far as the gondolas go, I yeah, I'm I'm I have every intent of riding them. They're actually my wife and I have actually worked it into our plan on our upcoming trips. Nice. Um, mainly because we're we're shooting for those uh, coasters from epcot for the oh uh, the trying, trying to do the four visits is that yeah, what you're... So, so we were gonna yeah. we were gonna sneak over from hollywood studios over to epcot using the gondolas one day <laughs> that's that's what we did though we wanted to go do some food and wine stuff and so we were like why don't we jump on from hollywood studios and make our way over um by the way the caribbean beach station is awesome it's really cool it's like big open air it feels like almost like a train station it's got like a cool clock in the middle it's awesome so cool. when you transfer it's very cool um, um yeah, yeah so yeah, I again, I have every intent of using it, and I, I mean, I'll I'll just listen, you know, keep your hands and arms inside the ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and listen for those that are freaked out by it. This is this Disney didn't like come up with a system, right? This is not like something that Disney built from scratch. This is built by Doppelmeyer, and they're the the largest, I think, probably, and the and and uh, the the leader in in these types of systems. So these are extremely safe. It's these exist everywhere else in the world, and I think it's funny because you said you know you're used to it, so it's not it's not that big of a deal. But we don't have a lot of these types of things in the United States. Sure, in ski areas we do, but like not as like a mass transit public transportation thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where people are getting hung up is because it's you know they they don't it's just not something they interact with on a daily basis right yeah and and that's fair you know it's when it's unknown it it seems kind of freaky but i i think once these get going it's going to be a feature just like the monorail like oh yeah it already is i feel like i I already i've already seen people doing skyliner like drinking tours you know where they're you know (laughs) i i've seen it from a couple people already where the and actually i think disney food blog posted a thing today today about it i'm like here are the drink stops you need to make on the skyliner tour so i i already think it's a ride in my mind you know i was gonna say there's like three stops how many places can you drink along there (laughs) it's a good question trevor but people find their drinks you know i I guess (laughs) yeah i I guess i'm not a drinker so yeah, maybe I, know, I, know, I, know. I, I don't put that kind of effort into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I yeah. don't, I wouldn't do that. I, that's something I would do if it were just my wife and I, and we like, 
you know, had been to Disney four times that year and we wanted something a little different to do, something fun that we could like, you know, check off on a list. We did this, we did this, you know, that kind of thing. But outside of that, I, I wouldn't do it, but. But yeah, I, I just, I, I understand why people are freaked out by, by it, but nobody's freaked out by the monorail and, you know, it's, it's not all that different, really. Yeah. I think it's just because you have something beneath you, I guess. It makes it feel a little different, but. Yeah. It, yeah. I guess it's a concrete system versus a steel cable, right? That, that's where people get hung up on as they go, you know, it's a thin metal wire when really it's not. It's very. It's, crazy yeah crazy thick yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and and you know that's the thing too i i'm not gonna lie there have been times when i've been on the monorail where we've come out of the contemporary going towards like the wilderness like going towards like ttc Mm -hmm. and where you stop for traffic like right right when you come out of the contemporary it's pretty high up right there and it's a little freaky you're like i'm just on this little tiny concrete beam like it doesn't seem that big when you're you're on it you know so so yeah, here's here's something maybe to I don't know if this is gonna help or make it worse, but <laughs> um, probably the, make it worse. <laughs> the, that top part of the monorail, that that concrete bit, that's 26 inches wide. That's like nothing. So so yeah, your your entire train that like yeah, all those people are on. Your balance, you're sitting on like I mean, it's got the wheels that that hold on to the side of it. But yeah, that thing is 26 inches wide. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, and, pretty and narrow. You, yeah, like you said, at various points, you know, you're, you're, you know, like, what, 30 feet up in the air or something like that? I don't, I don't even know what the, it's, the actual It's probably, is. I would say it's probably even higher at that one point when you're coming out of the contemporary. I feel like it's much higher than that. Yeah. But, so, you know. So, yeah. so to give it some perspective is, you know, yeah, at, like the, the gondolas go at about the same height, but they're on, they're on a cable and they're attached to a cable and that's actually the cable pulling them it's not that they're right like rolling along the cable yeah the the cable is pulling them along versus a giant or a large steel train rolling on a very thin concrete <laughs> I, I might just given a bunch of people anxiety you probably did i now yeah. a bunch of people are going to swear off the monorail forever i think that's what's going to happen <laughs> well, i'll still take the monorail yeah, I still, I still. Um, yeah, it's it's funny though. I think I said this last week too because I've seen a lot of people like, well, what happens during a storm or like what happens when it's windy? And it's like when we went on it the last time we went on it, it was. I mean, I think I looked it up uh, on my phone. I just to see what the winds were, and there were gusts of like twenty to twenty five miles per hour at that point. Pretty decent gusts, mm-hmm. and we went on it, and it was fine. Like you couldn't even tell that it didn't. It, you couldn't even tell it was windy outside. They didn't move. They moved out maybe a little bit back and forth, but I, I, again, you know, these, these systems are built in some of the harshest climates in the entire world. And you're, you're worried about Florida. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, yeah, uh, I, 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 at this point, I feel that, you know, pe- people will continue to believe what they want to believe about it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, you know, it'll keep running and, if they're if they don't want to go on it because they they think it's going to fall apart, it, again it's the same stance about the monorail and all those other things. It's like fine, don't ride them. You know, you can <laughs> you can get a minivan or an Uber or you can take the bus or whatever. I mean, nobody's nobody's forcing you to ride these things, um, but that doesn't stop me from riding them either. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. So anyway, that's yeah. enough about the Skyliner. Let's, yeah. let's, so yeah. it's open. We'll be on it. Well, I'll send pics. Don't worry. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I feel really bad I didn't take like a video, but at the same time, I was with a lot of people and I just wanted us to kind of enjoy it. It's a very peaceful, serene ride. It's mm-hmm. super quiet. It's, you don't hear anything. <laughs> I mean, it is silent and it's very peaceful. It's a very peaceful ride. I guess if you have, you know, you're afraid of heights or whatever, then probably not a peaceful ride for you, but it's, it was a very nice, you know, nice little ride, really nice views. I mean, it was, it was great. So anyway. I- I just sorry. Realized, what were you gonna say? I, I I was just thinking of the parallel between that and Mickey's Fun Wheel in California Adventure. It, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the swinging cars, I'm like, I, I'm sure that this is gonna be nothing compared to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, it's funny that you said because I just I I just popped up Facebook really quick and somebody posted a, about riding the Skyliner all day, how peaceful it is. And then uh, also how they're going to do a Skyliner bar, bar crawl. That's literally what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, do you want to talk about these uh, Disney World refurbishments? Because I, I don't yeah. find them all that interesting. It's not going to hurt your trip or my trip. Well, I don't well, have a trip planned right now, but, uh, you know. Well, it does. Uh, so, okay. So there, there's three Disney World refurbish- big refurbishments coming up. There is uh, Test Track. Space Mountain and the railroad continues to be under Splash Mountain. Or did I say you said you said space? Sorry, Splash Mountain. I don't know why I said space. (laughs) Well, because I could probably use a refurbishment. (laughs) Yeah, I I think yeah, I think my brain is telling me I should go to bed. But uh, probably yeah yeah Um, okay yeah so test track Splash Mountain and the Walt Disney World Railroad. So test track um, is coming early 2020. Splash Mountain is uh, January. They, they've already identified that. And the Walt Disney Railroad continues to be closed until 2021. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the test track and Splash Mountain, you're right. They, they don't affect me that much. And I feel these are, you're going to see a lot of this over the next uh, little while is, you know, this is leading up to the 50th is they want to get things cleaned up. They want to get, mm-hmm. they want to get all these rides working really nice. So, we're just going to have to deal with it. And of course, you know, every year, January, February, it's the best time for them to do these refurbishments because I know last year we were there in January and it was like 40 degrees and there was no way in heck I was going on Splash Mountain. So yeah, it's a good time to do, yeah. get it done, right? So, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a good time to get it done. Is And, and then have, they do that every year with Splash Mountain. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I doubt they're going to change anything on it. I don't, I don't think they're like doing like an upgrade or anything. No, I, I think it's just, you know, cleaning up animatronics and and effects and stuff like that. Um, the one, though, that irks me is the Walt Disney World Railroad because it seems yeah. that it, it seems that I am eternally cursed to not ride the railroad right now <laughs> because in Disneyland, when we, we, we went there when my son was six, and then right after that, they closed down the railroad there for the uh, the Star Wars construction. Oh. So we had we had a couple of trips there where we didn't have access to the railroad and it really irked me because you realize that you like it's a good way to get around the park quickly and it sucks when you have to walk from Tomorrowland to uh to Frontierland. <laughs> See, I just I ride the train as a ride because I'm a I'm a train enthusiast, so I, I ride the train as as a ride, right? I, I I miss it. I'm I'm sad that it's it's been, you know, closed and um, and by the way, it's a rumor right now that, that it's going to basically remain closed until Tron opens. And if you've seen the Tron construction, you'll understand why. Yeah. Uh, 
there's it's just there's too much going on there to really put the, a train that close to it. Uh, and but the rumor is that it's going to be closed for all of 2020, not reopen till 2021. And then, but I, but the, this rumor is also stating too that the Fantasyland and Frontierland stations are actually listed as reopening in 2020. So maybe it's possible that they could shuttle back and forth between those. But I have no idea how that actually would work. Or it, it could be that the station in Tomorrowland is still closed because of. It may be that the train can go by whatever construction they're doing, but they can't. They can't open the station. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Which, you know, I I would still accept that because it's still good to get at least around that one side of the park. And then, you know, you can get from Frontierland back to Main Street easy enough. Get some really good views of the construction. Yeah, that too. (laughs) You you can get a good good taste of what's coming. Although by the end of 2020, it's going to be... I'm fairly close to done at that point. Yeah, I, I I think you probably won't see this open up until at least the main building is done. There, so there, yeah, yeah. there is some outside elements to the Tron light cycle, but what they're doing right now is there is the main building that the track goes through, and that's I think that's the big thing that's stopping them from opening it at the moment. Because, yeah, I think that's that's probably true. Go ahead, yeah, because because they're ba- they're basically they're building the roller coaster, then building a structure around it. So I'm sure they need as much space around it as possible to do that right now. Yeah, and that's I mean, just seeing the construction and how I mean, it's it's a huge undertaking, and I mean they have one of those gigantic cranes over there. I think they actually have several gigantic cranes. You can see them from far away, um, and you know it's it is. Interesting. I was thinking to myself, though, what, you know, just talking about refurbishments, what other rides need a refurbishment badly? Like, and so mm-hmm. my, my first thought, Buzz Lightyear has been in disrepair for like years. Like, I, I don't know what they're waiting for for that thing, but that, th- I, like, half the guns are broken. Like, <laughs> like all of the ride vehicles are in terrible condition. Like they got to do something with that thing. Yeah, and and it, it also the guns suck compared to the ones in Disneyland because the ones in Disneyland you can actually pull them out of the holster and shoot. them. Oh, really? See, that's way better. And have a drink. Yeah. Like my thumb always hurts from pressing the button on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that one needs it for sure. Uh, Carousel of Progress needs an update. It does. It, yeah, it's not looking very progressive anymore. I will tell you though, at that end scene, there were, there were the oddly predicted, you know, like the, the VR thing is really yeah. <laughs> just kind of starting to come full circle now, you know? Yeah. It not, it, it's still very like, like through the lens of like the eighties though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. No, you're, you're totally right about that. <laughs> um, I mean, even just like some of the technology, like even just like the laptop in the scene is kind of pretty old looking too, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that needs it for sure. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of what some other some other ones that really badly need it. I mean, I think Buzz is the worst of all. You, Buzz you needs might, it so badly. You might hate me for saying this. Oh no. What? Yeah. Fill our magic. Oh yeah, well, so there was a rumor out there for a while that they were going to upgrade the film. Um and then, I think you know, I might just need a redo. You want a whole redo? Like you want to add like the new movie, the newer movies into it? Like yeah, throw like, some Moana in there and they splash your face with water, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it needs some of the uh, the extra elements updated in it as well. I, I don't think so. It's even, not the same sense, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, like, like, don't get me wrong. Don't take it out. Like, I, I, I like filler magic, and and I think it should stay. But I think it needs 
it needs some updating. You're looking for a movie upgrade on there. Yeah. I wonder how mad people would be about that, but you know, who knows? I, I think it would be good, but I, I, the, I was happy to see when I went back that the Donald animatronic in the, in the back of the theater was working this time because when we went in June, it was not working, which was really disappointing because I think oh, that's really? a really funny element. So, huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it, it just wasn't there. There was just nothing there. And I was like, what? Oh. It's like, how can there just be nothing there? Like that's it worked terrible. for us in January. So yeah, yeah they yeah, must have just had some issues with it. Yeah. It was busted. And uh, I mean, it was, it was just, it was disappointing. I, you know, but they fix it. It's working now. So, but yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of this as we get towards, you know, the 50th. There's going to be, they're, they're really going to spruce the park up quite a bit and, uh, and make all this stuff look really good. And, and, and there's, there's been some rumored re- refurbishments, some longer ones for, uh, for Big Thunder to, you know, put that end scene in that, that exists, uh, in, uh, Disneyland, which would be great. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I miss yeah. that. <laughs> I do wonder what they're doing with Test Track. I, I know Test Track is constantly breaking down, uh, you know, and a lot of people point to like the control systems there and, and things like that. But I've also heard recently that some of the effects haven't been working uh, or been working sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's just what it is. They just need to spruce some of that stuff up. Um, it doesn't, it can't, it can't be a major overhaul. It's only a, you know, month and a half. So yeah, I was going to say, I, I think they just need to put it back to the way it was, but. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people would like that, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, I know. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I do feel like it's a little more intense being in the dark, you know, like you are there. Cause you don't, you feel like you're going faster in the dark. I feel like, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just like the whole crash test dummy thing. I, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't yeah. disagree with you. I like it too. I, I like, it was, it felt a little campy before, you know, and now it's very like modern and sleek, right? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. You don't, what? You don't, you don't call them. Well, I'm saying it's more modern, like technology. It's, it almost looks like Tron. I almost feel like yeah, they were going to try to turn it into Tron, but th- yeah, that, that's what I feel is that they're, they're, they were trying to make it look like pseudo. It's not modern. It's pseudo modern. Like it's, it's sure, pretending sure. to be modern because, you know, Tron was. Tron is from the eighties. Yeah, it's Tron. Tron was eighties modern, right? Yeah. So, so it's not really like, it's not how an actual like like test lab would look nowadays. It's a very conceptualized version of sure, it. Sure, sure. Which I, I feel there's some room for improvement there. But they, I mean, you wouldn't want them to take out the designing of the car thing, right? That was a good addition. Um. No, you you could take that or leave it. Leave it. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. I mean, it's it's fun, but after the first time, it's it turns more into you know how ridiculous can you make the car? Oh well, that's why it's fun though. You can make it yeah. as ridiculous as possible, right? Yeah, it's just I, I I feel that the original intent of it was lost. Oh sure. Oh, it was completely lost. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's completely off the rails. Yeah. I mean, but that you could say that about Epcot. But that's another episode of the podcast. So. Uh, we'll, we'll come back around to that. Yeah, no, we could, yeah. we should do whole, if we had time, we would do whole episodes and just like, yeah. just topics like that. But we just don't have time yeah. to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, There's too much going on. So speaking of excluding Epcot, can we talk about the uh, extended park hours? <laughs> wow. That was a really good, tra- that was like a professional transition. I, <laughs> although, you know, listen, I, someone can write in and tell me I'm wrong about this. I just couldn't find anything saying that the park hours have been extended for Epcot. Maybe they were and maybe I just missed it. Uh, but, from what I saw, all of the parks are getting extended hours during November and December. Now, I feel like this is a good thing, bad thing for you, Trevor. And I don't know if any of the dates are happening when you're there. Uh, yeah, actually, a few of them are. So, um, 
there, there's a lot of dates here. I can't list them all off, but yeah. So each, uh, each of the, uh, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios have extended hours in both, uh, the AM and PM on different yeah. days. So, yeah. so you'll definitely want to go check that out if you have a trip coming up in, in the next month or leading up until Christmas. Um, it, this does affect a couple of my days, um, because we were, or I was kind of planning around some of the Christmas parties and especially around, um, Magic Kingdom is that this just means that the days that the Christmas parties aren't going to be on, it'll be a little bit busier in those parks as well, because you're going to have more people trying to take advantage of those, uh, those hours. Um, and, and that's why I said it's like a good news, bad news thing for you, because usually when they do this, it means that they're expecting much larger crowds, right? Um, you think so? I do. Yeah. I think this is a, a, a demand adjustment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I hope not for your sake. Listen, yeah. I hope the parks are dead when you go. That would be great. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not expecting dead. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> kid myself. I, and, and again, I know it's purely because of the fact that we're going, um, it, it is coming into Christmas time. Like this is the start of the Christmas season. So I'm sure that's part of their reasoning behind this is that they know that with, it ramping up into Christmas and also the fact that, uh, rise of the resistance opens up, uh, in December. I, I think what my hope is, is that because of the fact that rise of the resistance is opening in December, a lot of people are kind of holding off on going. And maybe that's why they're, they're advertising this is they're trying to draw yeah. some people back into the parks before those things happen. But you know, that once that opens, there's going to be another surge at Hollywood studios. Oh yeah. And it's going to be crazy busy. So, <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's going to be a huge draw. Yeah. Well, speaking of star Wars, why don't we, why don't we keep moving on here? Cause we have a All lot right. of topics left and we are already an hour at an hour and a half. And I want to make sure that we talk about these things because the ones we have coming up are ones I think we're going to want to talk about a lot. Okay. So I know you don't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you look at the new images of rise of resistance or did you avoid? <laughs> nope. I did not look at all. That's good. That's good. I know you don't like, you don't like spoilers. That's good. Um, but so, so let's talk Star Wars. Okay. So mm-hmm. unless there was anything else you wanted to mention about the park hours before nope. we, okay. Nope. But let's get into it. All right. So there's some really cool, I don't want to ruin anything for you or anybody else, but there's some really cool pictures. There's an Imagineering series that's coming to Disney plus. There's a trailer out there for it. I posted it on our Facebook group because I saw it and I just, I got like, I turned into like a, a five-year-old, like really excited about like a balloon. Like I was like, I need to see this now, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just looks really great. And I, I can tell you right now on November 12th, this is the very first thing I will be watching on Disney plus is the Imagineering story. Um, but, uh, it, it, as part of the preview for that, they showed some new clips that we haven't seen of the inside of the ride. And uh, I know you haven't looked at them, Trevor, so I'm not going to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks amazing still. I mean, it just, they showed like a view of like underneath the, the, the giant, uh, whatever the heck they're called. It was at ats, whatever. Um, I, I, we, we, we've never gotten people writing in uh, since that first time we made fun of it about that part, but <laughs> about, I about still call them ATATs and AT, whatever it is, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but they showed a, a, like a video of like being underneath them and man, does it look cool. <laughs> so I, I, think, oh, I, I don't doubt it. I, I know that I know I'm going to be blown away by it and that's why. Yeah, that, that's why I don't want to see it is that I, I want that. 
you like, the wow I, factor. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I get like you're watching it and you're getting hyped up about it and you're like, I want to see that. I'm kind of feeding off of that. Yeah. Like I'm kind of building a picture in my head of like, you know, if everyone else is seeing it and they're going, Oh my God, it's amazing. I just want to walk in there and be like, okay, here, like, what am I looking at? <laughs> Everything's that you're just coming in wide eyed, like, yeah. you know, Oh, look at all this. Yeah. You just have no clue what to expect. And that's, that's, that's a good way of doing things. I'm, I'm the type that as soon as I see something new, I'm like, I need to look at it, you know? So yeah, I get that, it. That's a learned thing for me though, because I'm, I'm very much like that. Like I, I love tearing things apart and I love seeing how it works and, and, but that's also why I do reserve myself back on these things because yeah. I know that when I do get into it, I go really far into it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So I, I think, I think the bit, the more interesting topic here is the removal of the star Wars theme names from docking bay seven, which is one of the restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, so previously the menu items there had been like star Warsy names. So like uh smoked, Cadu ribs or fried and Dorian tip yip were a couple things that were on the menu. Now they've gotten rid of all those names. All the menu items are the same. They just call them, you know, chicken. Reg- yeah, they just call them chicken <laughs> or they call them ribs. Um, and you know, I, this is why we can't have nice things. This it's that's was exactly my, my thought, Trevor, when I read this. <laughs> so I was like, this is why we can't have nice things. This is the same reason. In a different way, why Alien Encounter doesn't exist anymore, right? This is because people, you know, this is a hundred percent having to do with customer feedback, right? For guest mm-hmm. feedback, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and and I get it. You know, you know, people go into a place like that, and and you know, I, I guess this is the thing to keep in mind, though, is that for us as Star Wars fans, we want to immerse ourselves in it. We want to go in and order the tip yip. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's exciting to us and that, that's cool. But there's a lot of people and, and I have to check myself on this because I do have family members that are like this, you know, they, they kind of know about it and they go, Oh yeah, you know, it's Star Wars. It's cool. But then, you know, when they want to order their food, they go, where's the hamburger? Like <laughs> they, they, they don't want to read between the lines to figure out what like, like, cause there's the big bold heading and then underneath it describes what it is. They don't want to read that subtext to figure it out, which I get, but it's still sad because it means that we can't have our fun with it. Yeah. And I mean, like I see both sides of this, right? It doesn't ruin some of the immersion. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it really does. But at the same time, I, I get it. I mean, I understand why some people might have a hard time with these things. And, and if Disney's getting a bunch of complaints about it, what are they just supposed to be like, listen, this is immersion. Okay. Like, just forget yeah. about your complaint. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, we're, we're in the Star Wars planet. You know, like, I mean, they, they have to address these customer things if they're coming up. What I did find interesting is that they didn't change them at Disneyland, but they only changed them at Disney World. Now, that could have something to do with the different crowds you get at Disneyland and Disney World, right? Maybe. Yeah. And, and you're right. That, that could, the, the feedback will be different for sure because, you get a lot more local traffic in Disneyland. So they're probably, they're used to, you know, okay, yeah, this is Disney, whatever. Disney World, you get a lot of international people. Oh, yeah. And yep. and I think that when they take those surveys, I think it's a lot of people, you know, you know, you also got to remember that there's people coming 
there that, you know, English isn't necessarily their first language. That's another one. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to figure out a menu and they don't know if it's actually like, like they don't know if what they're ordering is actually in English or not. So that's, that's totally true. And I actually, it's funny. I read a post and I'm not going to say what blog it was. It's, it's one of the bigger blogs Mm -hmm. and it was like everything that's wrong with star Wars land. Right. And two of the things that they, in Galaxy's Edge, sorry. Uh, what two of their bullet point items though were about the, about the, the immersion type stuff. Uh, it, like this stuff, like how the, the things were named. And then also they were complaining about how you, everything is like the currency is credits as opposed to, you know, how much, you know, US dollars. Mm. People can figure out that we're just using a different name. Come on. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. I just, I don't under, I, I, this is why, like you said, this is why we can't have nice things, right? Because it, it's, it's the immersion thing is lost on a lot of people, right? And, and, and again, I, I, I sympathize with the, I do too. The, it, it is a cultural thing. You know, you know, we, we know that it, it deviates from our standard culture, but people that come from, other places they don't know they don't know necessarily where that line starts and stops like there it's kind of like having an inside joke yep if you if you think about it like yeah like, you know we, we're all in on the joke but you know and, and again I, I'm, I'm not i'm not saying this to say you know people that come from you know another country that don't necessarily speak english very well wouldn't understand it but i, I do deal with people all around the world as part of my job and you you do become aware of cultural differences and even you know common terms that you use you don't realize how weird they are until somebody points out from a totally different culture that you know that doesn't make sense or why did you say that right so yeah. i i get why in florida they do have to look at these things and again you know people get upset because they're like well you know you're taking our fun away but it's like yeah but you're not the only one using this place so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, I, I do, I do see both sides of it. I do too. Here's, here's a fun way to look at it. Okay. So, so you, people are saying that, you know, the names are not exotic anymore, but in the space of Star Wars, as if you were going to, you know, be in the Star Wars universe, they don't have chicken. So, you know, you're going to this, <laughs> you're going to this outpost and they're serving this very exotic food that you've never heard of before. If you were from, you know, wherever, you know, um, Moss Eisley <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, so, so it is exotic if you stay in the context of the universe. <laughs> that's, I know it's totally true. And, and that's, but, and, but that you're thinking that way, right? And, yeah. and, uh, and it's, it's interesting. I had a, I don't want to say a Facebook argument with somebody about this, but somebody posted about it not getting, not understanding Toy Story land, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I said, well, the idea is that you're shrunken down into a toy and you're in Andy's backyard. And it was like an epiphany for them. I'm like, oh, well, then it makes total sense. And it's like, well, yeah, but like, and I get like, you just don't know that going in, but you're supposed to pick that up from the fact that everything's big and there's grass everywhere and there's a huge yeah. fence. But I, and I get not everybody's going to get that and get the full immersion of things, you know? And, but like you said, this is why we can't have nice things, right? So yeah. 
So yeah, we, I, we just, we need big billboards that say, you know, you're supposed to think about it this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> As you're walking in, they hand you a piece of paper. By the way, you're in Andy's backyard. Uh, you're shrunken down to a size of a toy. So it wouldn't make sense to have a yeah. pizza planet restaurant here because you're a toy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, if I had to read like pages of like, pre-contact stuff that that would actually make it worse but it probably would yeah it probably would it's it's better to pick up on like the clues and it's like oh wait the giant shoe print in the uh in the concrete didn't uh clue you that you're 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 tiny in this land do you know how many people don't notice that oh i know a lot of people don't notice that one and it's it's funny because i i saw it last i forgot that it was there and then i when we were walking through i was like oh look giant footprint thing (laughs) yeah it's so funny (laughs) All those little details, a lot of people don't take the time to notice because you're just running from fast pass to fast pass and you just don't, you don't like look at the little stuff. And I I love the little stuff. I think the little stuff is the best. So yeah. So, and and I know our listeners know this too, is, you know, slow down, look at like, look down, look up. We've said this so many times before. It's, it's funny how, how much people, yeah, they're so busy just like tunnel visioning to wherever they need to go that they they totally miss where they're standing. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this, Trevor, as someone who has been to Galaxy's Edge and you haven't yet, allocate a lot of time for yourself, man, because that place is overwhelming. Uh, I we mm-hmm. I we spent a couple hours there and I didn't even feel like I saw like half of it. Like, you know, we were going from thing to thing, but there were so many details in it. We could have just walked around and looked at all the details because of how it's so richly themed. And it's it, like, like I said, it's kind of overwhelming. You're standing there in front of the Millennium Falcon. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, you're like, whoa, this is like right in front of me and real where you don't even look at anything else that's around you, you know? So yeah, it's, I, and allocate yeah, some time. <laughs> I, yeah, I I do have. We'll talk about it on the next episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 one of those things where we breeze through it, and I wish we would have had more time. So, all right. Anything else we want to talk? We we're running out of time here, and we have yeah. a couple more topics, and and we we don't need to talk about this one a ton. But uh, do you want to do you want to bring this one up? This one I find this kind of funny, but also sad and and not cool. But so. So let, let's just ask the obvious question. So, okay. So the subject is $20,000 in attraction parts from Peter Pan's flight and Space Mountain reportedly stolen at Walt Disney World. How? That's, that's the question, right? How? <laughs> <laughs> but, but this happened before though. The, the, the stuff from Wonders of Life got stolen last year from a cast member, you know, going in there and stealing some stuff and then selling but, it on the Disney black market. Yeah, but but that one I kind of get because Wonders of Life has been shut down for a while, so it's yeah, it's an area yeah. where you don't have people going in and out of there regularly. I can see somebody sneaking in there. This is Peter Pan we're talking about. <laughs> well, like, apparently these were spare parts that were in a shed in a, in a locked shed around barbed wire fence. So I guess they weren't at the attraction. Okay. Uh, s- still though. Still. Locked yeah. shed barbed wire fence somebody like somebody thought about this oh yeah and i i mean i i guess that's the other crazy thing too is i know there's a whole black market for these things but it's like so you've taken this thing you're going to sell this thing like it's going to be very obvious either you sell it and you get away with it and these people obviously you know don't stop at one Oh yeah. So, no. so they'll go back and try again. And then it's like, you know, when they figure out it's missing, like how many people have these things? Like, 
It's going to come back to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a unique item. I also wonder to myself, it's like, if I wanted to buy one of these things, how do you even go up? Like, where do you find the Disney black market for attraction parts like this? Like, where, where, where I, does that even exist on? I bet there's a Facebook group. You think so? I mean, that, but that seems know, too, that seems so like easy to find, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, they, they obviously talk to each other somehow. It, like it, I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I guess <laughs> there's obviously buyers somewhere for this stuff. Yeah. Like, like you don't put it on Kijiji or anything. There, there has to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go looking for this. Like the, this seems like a bad hole to go down but <laughs> but I, I i'm wouldn't be surprised if there was a facebook group or something like that or it's on uh like a news group or something like that but yeah yeah so what was stolen by the way this is so this was behind test track which is you know a cast member area uh it, what was stolen was a couple of sales from uh peter pan's flight so like the sales that are on the ride vehicles and then i guess a shell uh, f- uh, and three ride vehicle seats from uh, Space Mountain had also disappeared. Like, Why those things and not other stuff? I don't know. These are not small things, though. Like that's another thing. How do you get these things out of there? Yeah, it's it's not like you know they're taking like like you know like a hand or or something you could fit in a bag. Like this is a shell from a ride vehicle, like <laughs> or a sail. Those things are lo- yeah. like h- how are there not a million cameras that caught this? Like there should be well, cameras everywhere that saw this person coming in with the tr- their vehicle and then leaving with their vehicle right i mean maybe they do have video footage of it who knows we we don't know but yeah i mean that's the thing is you know people aren't always watching cameras 24 7 so it's sure. probably it's probably that you know nobody noticed and now they're having to go back and look at camera footage to figure out what happened and i i, I by the way i said this was funny i don't think it's funny to steal stuff but just the idea that somebody would even do this like it's just it's so odd to me and it's the 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 concept of even even happening is yeah. just odd. Yeah, yeah, the, you're right. The the funny part is, you know, t- of all the things in the world that you could, you know, think of to steal, <laughs> exactly. you, you go with the custom made things by Disney. Like, <laughs> like I, I get because you know they're more attractive because they are Disney and they're unique and everything. But like those things have a huge fingerprint on them. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't get that. Yeah, I, that's, that's why it's just, and the whole idea of it, like, I'm just thinking out of it in my head and I'm just like, what kind of caper was this where they, like, I, cause how could they have even fit all this in one feet? Like, they would have had to have like a box truck. Like, yeah. how, and how can no one notice that? <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't know. It has to be a cast member, right? It has to be somebody that would have access to this area somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or like, yeah, I guess they do have, um, subcontractors that work for them and stuff. That's so true. it's not always, you know, actual employees so yeah i guess we shouldn't count it out that you could get a subcontractor that could do something like this That's how true. funny would it be though <laughs> again the, the, this would i know this would never happen but you know how they're doing the imagineering thing on disney plus oh yeah if, if yeah. they did like a documentary of like how stuff like this happened like, like oh after gosh. you know they've solved it whatever if they did like a like a documentary of like like black market just, of Disney stuff. <laughs> you just gave me an idea for a, an original Disney Plus series. It's it's Disney Cops, right? It's it's yeah. cops. It's the version of Cops, but it's Disney. It's Disney Reedy Security Creek Cops. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Are you kidding? Oh, that would be so. First of all, they could never do that because then people wouldn't want to go to Disney. But uh, you know, because and be on camera like getting arrested at Disney, yeah. that would be terrible. But 
it would be amazing to watch. <laughs> like, who <laughs> doesn't want to see someone get escorted to Disney jail, right? Yeah. Disney, yeah. Disney, <laughs> Disney jail and other undercover things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, of course, they probably also don't want to reveal some of the secret security stuff that they do too. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- that's why that would never happen. But uh, it, well, for, I think it wouldn't happen though, too, because they probably wouldn't want to film guests getting arrested at Disney either. That's probably a bad look for Disney, right? I would think anyway, <laughs> but who knows? Now we're getting punchy. We're getting to the yeah. end where we're tired of yeah. talking. We're getting punchy. So I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go to bed here because i do have to work in the morning so <laughs> yikes well let's yeah. talk about this last topic here uh because yes. i thought this was interesting and and you're probably going to have more thoughts on this than i do because i have never been to disneyland uh, you know it's in the in the cards at some point mm-hmm. but if you want to go talk about this one about the new fin- uh, centralized fast pass kiosks yeah so so disneyland is finally getting on board with um their fast pass system used to work like the very old, or it still works like the very old paper fast pass system. Although now you don't actually need the paper ticket. You, you just scan your card like a, a magic band. They don't still have magic bands, but they're getting closer to that. And this is the next step is that, um, the way it's set up at Disney right now or at Disneyland is that all the rides have their own fast pass kiosk. So like outside of Star Wars or Star Tours, there's, there's four or five little kiosk things that you scan your park ticket and then it gives you a, a fast pass uh, return card. So they're getting rid of all those and they're, they're making these centralized kiosks similar to what we have in, in Disney world, which I mean, I think that's good because you know, you don't have to um, you don't have to run over to the attraction to get a fast pass anymore. And I speak from experience and this goes back to what I was talking about with uh, um, the, the railroad being closed when we were there is a funny story. We, uh, um, the one day we were there, I had this harebrained idea that it was like, Oh, you know, it's hot. I should get a fast pass for splash mountain. And we were in Tomorrowland. And normally I would get on the train and ride it over to, uh, to, um, critter country to get a fast pass and then ride the train back to Tomorrowland. And then, you know, get our fast pass later. We, so in my infinite wisdom, I figured I grabbed, you know, our, 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 party's uh park tickets i i didn't run i i walked very quickly through the hub across adventureland into or across new orleans square to splash mountain get a fast pass and then walk my way all the way back and then we had to do it again when we had to go and use the fast pass i was really tired at the end of that day (laughs) because i did probably about three times as much walking as what i should have just for the sake of getting to these fast pass kiosks so this is this is why I don't understand why people like pine for the days before FastPass Plus. Yeah, I, like, yeah, exactly. I like never it's... enjoyed that ever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that was exactly it. I was like, oh god, this is so much worse. And at least you know, it, I, I've, I, and that's why I love the the My Disney Experience app, and I love the way Disney World does it. Is you you don't have to you know, run all over the place to get a fast pass. You can book them at a central place and then go about your business. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect you as much and you don't have to, you know, yeah. recruit one person in your party to run a marathon effectively to, uh, <laughs> to get your fast passes. So I'm glad to see that they're doing this and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think you're going to still see magic bands happen, but I think this no. is going more towards, they, they are trying to get more paperless, right? Because, you know, those little, 
those little pieces of paper from the FastPass machine. They're, you know, they're fun little collector's items, but it's a lot of wasted paper. Oh, so. yeah. Well, and it's it's worth noting that the centralized kiosks will not print the paper anymore. It, it'll go right yeah. onto the app. So yeah, exactly. So so yeah, it's it, again, it it is lining itself up closer to Disney World, which is you know, it's good for for those that don't necessarily visit both parks on a regular basis. Is you you know they'll be closer aligned in how they behave. And um, like I said, I, I still don't see magic bands coming there anytime soon. I might be wrong. Yeah. But I I, I don't see it either. Yeah, I, I just see this as, you know, it's the next step. They'll, they'll have, you know, either on your phone or, I mean, they still, they still issue the tickets with the RFID chip in them. So it, it'll still be just as functional as it is right now. I'm surprised they don't go magic bands because pass holders have in Disney World have just as much a good time with the magic bands than just, you know, regular people going. Uh, you know, on a trip, yeah. I, I, I feel, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I get the whole argument there is like, well, it's all annual pass holders. Like I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, why not? I mean, there's a lot of pass holders at Disney world too. And you know, yeah, pass holders the, get banned. So they're kind of a weird addiction. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. I feel like they're missing out on a lot of money too. I mean, how many people are still going nuts for those up, you know, the $10 upgraded ones, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I've been, I've been trying to get some of those for my annual pass holder bands because we we haven't ordered those yet oh yeah and yeah it's it you still can't get the ones you want but like the the stock keeps shifting the one thing i'll say though is i think you know disney disney is aware of the fact that there is people that resell a lot of their stuff and if they started doing magic bands there there the problem is is that there are a lot of annual pass holders that they will go into the parks and buy up limited edition things just with the intent of selling it on ebay sure and I mean, it just becomes one more thing. I'm not saying that that's a reason to not do it. It's just, I could see that becoming, you know, people, a lot of locals will get upset because it's like, well, you, you can't find anything but the plain magic bands because all the, the scalpers have, you know, bought them up and sold them. Yeah. No, that, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's but, wrap this thing up so you can yeah. go and get some sleep. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember what I've said for the last 20 minutes. So hopefully it was good. To, to be honest, I never remember what we say on any of these podcasts. Somebody will write in to me and be like, you said on this podcast, I'm like, I did? I don't remember that. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, if you want to ask us questions or talk about anything you've heard on this uh, episode, you can find us at our email address at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we like questions, you know, we, we're hoping to get, uh, DVC resale market on. So if you guys do have questions for us, you can send us questions there. Or, um, if you want to find us on social media, you can social media, uh, you can email or you can message us on Facebook at welcome home podcast. And, uh, we do talk to a lot of our fans on there. It's actually, it's a really good way to get a hold of us. If you don't have Facebook, but you still want to follow us, we, we don't actively post on other platforms, but we are on Twitter as Welcome Home Pod and Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. So you can see all of our posts from, from those platforms as well. And if uh, you decided you wanted a t-shirt or a mug or something, you can check or out magnets. our magnets. We have magnets oh, yeah. now, Trevor. Yeah, that's right. We have magnets too. So magnets. you can get those stolen off the back of your car. Exactly. Yeah. So you can park at Disney and have it stolen from your car because they are a hot ticket item. <laughs> yeah. So, so you can have your, your, uh, your magnets made at store.welcomehomepodcast.com. And 
yeah, I guess get a couple extras made because they'll go missing. <laughs> <laughs> they probably will, yeah. yeah. Or or do like me and just put them on your fridge because yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They're limited edition. I know that's how we have to, you know, they're limited edition magnets. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll write, we'll write in Sharpie on them like one of 10 or something like that. <laughs> Everybody yeah. will get one of 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that counts, right? Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, if you guys have found us via iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or any of those platforms, uh, please leave us a review. We, we like reading those, uh, and we also like, uh, having them because they give us a little bit more visibility so other people can possibly find the podcast as well. Yeah. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can, of course, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Click on the one that talks about Disney, not about any of the other ones. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So uh, please consult a cast member, a DVC representative, anybody that works for Disney about anything that we talked about today. If you have questions, a big thank you, as always, to DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this episode. We love them. They're great to work with. So, you know, check them out if you're looking to buy a contract or sell your contract even. And, of course, uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and uh, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. 